Hello, and welcome to Something Rotten, episode two of our series on the darkness. Blake and I have finished the darkness, and we are going to talk about all of it. Did Blake's prediction come true? I think so. Ish. A little bit. It did. It had me going up until the very end, and then at the end, yeah. I was thinking, damn, Blake was right. We, That's uh, right. We talked to... to uh... What's her name? Jenny. Jenny. I was thinking Jackie, but I was like, that's her. We got Jackie and Jenny as our main characters. You can't remember the names of this just uh, all-star cast. Jenny, Jackie, Jimmy the Grape. (laughs) Jimmy the Grape. (laughs) The Butcher. Mikey Camino. Mickey Fabiano. I'm looking at the character list right now. I like the characters in this game just fine. The names are, uh, feel like they were named by comic book dudes 30 years ago. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real Italian name generator. Just like if you're yeah. born in February and your favorite animal is a dog, your name is Bobby Caballero. Horrifically offensive to the A.J. Moser family. <laughs> That's right. America's Italian family. <laughs> um, yeah. So what did you, so we played two chapters for the first part mm-hmm. of this, we played the last three. How long did it take you? Because we were talking last night, and I realized that you had oh. not really started playing, and I was a little concerned. Not, t- it wasn't too bad, honestly. I mean, like I wasn't. I don't know if it's the same for you or not. Like I d- wasn't doing any side stuff. In not the game. really. Yeah. Um. So I want to say, a couple hours, three at the most. Like it, it went by a lot faster than i was expecting the 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 big issue though was not really the length of time it was just that i i never found the game fun at all in the back half did not change that as much as i do enjoy the game and find it interesting actually playing it i think is quite a fucking slog it it got there were just sections that were hard and it was like as soon as i died once going through somewhere i was like yeah. i don't want to be doing this anymore you know like the first time i went through i was generally kind of fine with it but if i ever had to repeat anything and you did have to repeat things uh but i'm sure we'll get into all of that so when we left off um jackie the main character he had got the darkness didn't seem to really matter to him one way or another until the darkness caused Jenny to die. Um, then Jackie just uh, blew his own head off. He went to hell. He met his like great grandpa who told him, you know, you need to get control of the darkness. This is a curse that I got. And then we woke up back again in a New York subway back to life, back from hell. And that's where this section starts. When when we start, we just kind of have this this ambiguous mission to go see Aunt Sarah, who's like a big character for the second half of the game. Video games love to do this shit where it's like, hey, here's a new character. Also, they're the most important character, but you only see them for the last hour and a half of the game. Yeah, or just kind of, you know, and this is this is again, it's just like, hey, they're Italians. It's like, ah, uh, this character needs to have like a spunky italian aunt or (laughs) whatever to kind of tell jackie you used to be a good boy oh you're you know what you're still a good boy but the really interesting thing is you go over to aunt sarah to essentially uh get permission to kill your uncle 
right? He's like, do I have your blessing to kill this guy? And she's like, yeah, he sucks. Go kill him. We've we've all been there. Uncle Ben talking out the side of his neck. So you gotta go to auntie and be like, sorry, I'm going to murder your husband in cold blood. And she's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. That's I don't think that's a uniquely Italian thing. No, yeah, we all do that. Yeah, America's a melting pot. Um, (laughs) But but even though you've got permission to kill your uncle, the first part of this and really all of chapter three is about killing this other guy named Schrute or Schrote. Schrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schrote. He's, He's a crooked cop. He's a crooked cop. And so something rotten classic you blast through a police station. Yes, sir. You go ahead and just kill an entire police force. And it really is. I mean, it's like we, we've we talked about this earlier, but I do enjoy just like, all right, this is the something rotten police headquarters level. You got it <laughs> yeah. in Max Payne. You got it in Kane and Lynch. This is part of the game. Um, you you do a helicopter fight question mark that's really kind i get well you it's... run away from it you have this kind of scripted in in four years we would call it an uncharted-esque set piece where you're just running yeah. away from a helicopter but it's not particularly uh, fun it's not super exciting it's janky as all get out too there's a part where you can't progress until the helicopter shoots and blows through the wall right but it's yeah. like if you're not standing it feels like in the on the exact pixel you need to be on, they just will not blow that wall open. I stood there for, no joke, like five minutes, just being like, what is happening here? Janky little game. Janky little game. I would say the first the first exciting thing that happens in this section, because, I mean, we could go through beat by beat, but I don't think it's that interesting. Yeah. Um, but you do get a new power. And in the previous uh, episode, we talked about how it was like a little disappointing that the darkness powers did not seem uh, as as big as they should. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can send out your little darkness head along the ground, but it can't really do anything. And you can like tail whip someone, but it doesn't feel that strong. And this is also like, I think, a problem in a lot of video games. But the the oh, the first cinematic in the game where you see the darkness powers, they feel so powerful yes. and cool and dynamic in a way the game just never delivers upon until the end, but that's mainly because it feels like they fucked up their own power and made it too powerful. Yeah, or they, you know, and those are mostly cutscenes. Yes, but you yeah. do get one that is like, oh, this is cool, which is you get a black hole. You just get like a new set of darkness heads and you can just throw a black hole somewhere. And it has that really beautiful 2007 video game physics Mm -hmm. where like all of the items in the room that have physics attached to them all just kind of like smash together and jitter around and all the bodies are like dragged into this black hole. And it does feel like, you know, if, if you put a black hole at the end of a hallway and four guys are standing down there, they're all just going to be sucked right in. Sure. I mean, I don't know from personal experience, but it made sense to me in the game. Yeah, I think it's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson would look at this and give it a thumbs up. <laughs> Neil deGrasse ass. That was, I can cut that joke. That's no, keep point. it in. <laughs> Double it. Um, 
Blake, do you want to know what I think is wild? Jacob, I bet it's the fact that butterflies can taste with their the bottom of their feet. Okay, well now... <laughs> This has completely derailed the ad because I do need to know about that. But no, what I think is wild is we've been doing this podcast long enough that people have probably listened to us talk for like multiple full days. Yeah, people are dumb. What do you want, what do you want me to say? Okay, no, but, but that's not what's crazy. What I meant is that some people have listened to us talk for hours on end and they're still not signed up for Nebula. Wait, you're right. That's full on bonkers. I mean, do they not know how much better the show is on Nebula? That yeah. it's not interrupted by ads? That some of our best yeah. episodes are exclusive there? I mean, we're going to do a full-on commentary on the Mark Wahlberg Max Payne movie, and they'll only be able to hear it on Nebula. Hold on, we are? That, yeah, I haven't told you this yet. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. Well, I'm getting mad about that, but I'm also getting mad about how many people have not gone to nebula.tv slash something rotten, especially since we give them a huge discount for signing up with that freaking link. Blake, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Disappointed mm. that they've been missing out on so much of our delicious thoughts and beautiful content. You lost me again, shut up. Nebula.tv slash something rotten. <laughs> but... There's an interesting thing that I don't think we talked about much in the last one, which is that this is a pretty much uh, HUD-less game. You don't have yeah. uh, you don't have a life bar. It does the classic kind mm -hmm. of just screen getting more red. But you also don't have, and this is what I feel like is maybe a mistake, is there is this idea of uh, darkness energy that mm. you gain when you are standing in the dark and when you're in the light, especially like below a light bulb or something, it kind of drains. And also using your powers takes energy, but also getting shot is takes the energy in that the darkness is kind yeah. of like a shield for you. And so right. I, I say all this to to talk about the fact that when I got the black hole I suddenly started dying a lot, and I couldn't really figure out why. And eventually I realized, oh, the black hole uses up all of the darkness energy. So once you use that, if you get shot like once and you haven't recharged, mm -hmm. you just die because you don't have any shield. And I respect that they don't have HUD, kind of, but I <laughs> but I kind of feel like they could have used it. I, I, I agree for sure. Um... Once I got the black hole and you sent me that message about it, um, my play style became way more methodical where I would use the black hole than just wait around random corners for it to recharge uh -huh. in the dark then shoot another black hole out. It was not the most fun or engaging way to play the game. But yeah, it's I, I actually don't think... I must have known you had like a limited darkness power, but I feel like it was not in my mind until the black hole like it's something it never because the darkness powers feel very de-emphasized other than just have your tentacles out when you get in a firefight because yes. you need a shield so it's like you're not even prepared for the game to start being kind of sh like strict on how much you're gonna have when yeah you, get that black you know hole. it's got like i do really like the the animation attached to it which is like when you're standing in the dark and you're not fully powered up you can see the heads like sucking mm -hmm. in darkness and it looks really yeah. cool and when that would happen i'd be like oh i guess i wasn't at maximum energy but yeah for for a game that has it, it's just like it's weirdly contradictory in some ways because it also gives you like by the end you have like 12 guns in your pocket 
You know, you have, like, two shotguns and, like, three assault rifles and multiple pistols and whatever. But, like, you don't have a weapon wheel, so you have to just scroll through them one by one. You Mm -hmm. can't even really see how much ammo they have while they're on screen. And it's, like, you don't really get a sense of, like, this shotgun is better at this thing versus this one. You know, it's, like, they're they're so attached to giving you kind of this HUD-less cinematic quote-unquote experience that, like, I really had a lot of question marks just about basic mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 feel when you sacrifice basic playability for a more cinematic gameplay. Mm-hmm. And the gameplay is still not that cinematic. Like it's not, you know, it's not it's not like you're playing uncharted here. You're mostly yeah. hiding around corners. The, there are, you mentioned that you didn't do any. There are a lot of side quests in this game. It, in and they take the form of you walk up to someone in the train station and they just say hey my uncle's been bothering me can you go kill him he's in a room i don't know where the room number is 216 <laughs> and then you're like okay i guess i'll help with that did you do any of them or many of them i should i, I should ask i did i only did one because it was right next to it, and it was very strange, where there was this guy who came up to me and said, hey, there's this, like, gang, and they're hanging around this bar, and they've just got bad vibes, so can you go take care of them? And the next story mission was right next to that bar, so I went up, and there were a bunch of, like, young people just standing there, not doing anything. They didn't attack me. I, like, tried to go talk to them, and they didn't do anything and so i was like well clearly this is the group and so i just put a black hole in the middle of that group they all got sucked in and died and then there was a little pop-up that said like mission complete go back and talk to tony (laughs) but the weirdest thing and this is this is the kind of like 2007-ness of the game is like not you don't get anything you know it's not like you get a new darkness power or even really like new unlockables He's just like, thanks for dealing with them. And that's wow, Jacob, that's the end of that. You learn basic human kindness. You don't always get rewarded for being a good person, okay? That's right, and that's why I didn't want it, because I wanted... <laughs> Maybe this was in the era where achievements were still really big, and so yeah, yeah, you yeah. just get an achievement for doing each thing. Can, before we move on with the story, can, can I talk... Did, can I talk about a level I thought was really cool? It's a, our shared podcast. Please of course do. I can talk about that. Um the, the 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 there's a big plot point in this game well not a big plot point but just like one of the level big levels is you walk from i believe the canal street station to the new york city courthouse station jacob do you know anything about that train station no tell me it's really cool in real life it's also an abandoned train station i don't believe it's full of like uh homicidal um homeless people but it was new york's very first subway station that opened that has since been decommissioned Mm. and those like stained glass ceilings like very ornate looking that's all like modeled after real life oh that's awesome um yeah and so you can actually still go to that train station but the way to see it is I, I don't know what car it is. I don't live in New York. We'll pass through the train station and you have to like peer outside and you can see New York's first ever uh, subway station. Is it a place where like to actually walk around, you would have to do some pretty intense 
urban exploring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find YouTube videos of that for sure. I think they also occasionally will open it up. But in the level, there's also um, an old New York City like train car from the, I guess it'd be late 1800s or early 1900s mm-hmm. that you can go in. It has like the wood paneling on the walls yeah. and the old style seats in the game. Um, I thought that was a really cool touch. And 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 just generally, you know, you've been you've been kind of riding the subway back and forth. And as we talked about last episode, it's really cool how legitimate the subway stations feel. Mm -hmm. And then there's this one mission where you just walk down the tunnel, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, you just, you don't get on a train, but you know that the empty subway station is that way. And so you just walk down and it feels really cool. How it feels like the the subway is not just like a hub, but like actually extends into the city that I thought was neat. Yeah. And that's a real subway station that's also abandoned in real life. Yeah, so you go there, and and from there you go to this bathhouse, and you you're <laughs> yeah, meeting you're meeting a bunch this. of like homeless people outside, and they're like, yeah, we used to go in there, and like the cops kicked us out, and the cops all like hanging out in this abandoned bathhouse, <laughs> which is very strange, but you know, the NYPD's fucking some little freaks, if you ask me. <laughs> I said, look. No, no debate here. Uh, that's where you get the black <laughs> hole. You do this whole mission. Yep. I, it's not, it's not super fun. Um, but <laughs> there is this, this very good stuff, which is, um, you talk to your friend, uh, the butcher again, who, uh, immediately takes a side, even though his whole thing is like, Jackie, you know me, I don't take I never sides. take a side. <laughs> <laughs> I never take sides, but also I'm going to help you and only you for the entire runtime of this game, but I never take a side. Um and and he he after saying that just like tosses a bomb in a suitcase. Just <laughs> like you have the suitcase and he throws it in like it's like he forgot to pack his lunch and he's running late. Not the world's greatest storytelling in this. You know, a game that came out the year of the the original Bioshock. Uh, which is, of course, the world's greatest storytelling. Um, <laughs> this game really was not pulling its weight in some of these narrative moments. Well, you say that, but I really like the thing that happens immediately after this. Because you... The torture scene? Yeah. Um, it's so good. Yeah, it so, is so good. So you find out you find out where where Schrote is, and he's in this old church, and so you go there, and and there's this part that I fucking love that is just like, oh, this is what what great kind of narrative and gameplay meshing, where um you're in the church, and he says, and I wrote this down. I like that criminals can be counted on to make the dumbest mistake possible. And then immediately after saying that, he turns out all the lights in the church. And so, like, <laughs> like you have these, like, SWAT teams coming down to kill you, but it's in the dark totally. And so you're basically invincible, and you're just, like, throwing yeah. out black holes and constantly healing and whatever. And it's really, it, it you know, it's a kind of, like, power fantasy part of it. Uh uh, another interesting line thrown out in this moment that I heard that caught me off guard, uh, sorry about this one, audience, was when a cop called me an Italian queer. Oh, well, it is genuine to New York, as, as we yeah. said already. Genuine to New York and a game that came out in 07. That was, it was like, the game is not particularly, I would say, politically correct, but that was the one moment in the game where I was a little taken aback, like, okay, Jesus fucking Yeah, I, you know, I don't think it's, like, overtly <laughs> offensive, you know, 
it, it, it was it was definitely a shock when it just like I heard that it wasn't even like it was like an incidental dialogue off in the distance from a like NPC enemy character. Right. That's like, like it's fuck? like in their you know in their spreadsheet. That's like the fiftieth enemy bark is like he's over <laughs> yeah. there. Go get him, Italian queer. <laughs> It was very strange. Though, to your point, it's never fully explored, but at some point, enemies kind of realize you can control the darkness to some degree. Yeah, because they start bringing in, like, floodlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it happens in this level, and then I think it happens in the last level, which is like, the. it feels like there was at some point more and the story about Jackie's relationship to the darkness outside of the hell world. Mm -hmm. Because there are some confusing moments in this game where Jackie either just ignores the fact he has the darkness for several hours, or all of a sudden, like, the antagonists seem to have, like, a very good knowledge of how the darkness works. Right, it's like, no one is like, how the fuck is he throwing a black hole at us? (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one no one seems like that confused yeah they're just like oh yeah jackie's got the fucking darkness so we'll just bring a few floodlights <laughs> we'll, we'll just shoot him with a gun and we'll see if that works um <laughs> yeah. but a- a- after you fought guys in the church for a while you get flash banged which is an indication that that Shrote knows what the darkness is mm-hmm. and you wake up and you're tied to a chair and he's got floodlights on you so you don't know what's happening uh, and then, uh, yeah, want to want to talk about what happens in this scene? He tortures you for a very brief moment, but one of the worst things I could imagine someone doing is uh, he he puts a drill into I assume Jackie's clenched teeth. Yeah, just drills, drills through, and then and then God, all all credit to the voice actor. He acts as if his mouth is full of blood. Yeah, from, like, this point onward, which was really great. I don't exactly remember what they're talking about. I think Schroch just basically like you're trying to kill my dude, so I'm gonna kill you. But, like, Jackie starts antagonizing the cops and being, like, really mean to him. Like, you don't know what's about to happen. Like, y'all fucking are dumb. Yeah, well, and and, then, uh, and what's really... It took me a minute to realize it because you have all these, like, dialogue sections that you can just yell mm-hmm. at the cops. But what happens is you yell at them and they come and stand in front of the floodlight. Yeah. And so you're, like, gradually, <laughs> like, casting a shadow on yourself so you can get back your darkness power. Um, I also... I... I wrote wrote in my notes uh that this game uh drops a hard c word um which i just wondered it's like how many how many games uh you're looking confused which word cunt blake oh we've had this conversation before about how many games maybe it wasn't on something rotten maybe it was just playing Fortnite. We, <laughs> i remember talking to you yeah specifically about how many games have I guess we can't say that one. The C word? I mean, it makes me... I don't think it's like a slur necessarily. It just makes me a little uncomfortable. And and you don't... I wrote it down because you don't hear it in games very much. That's true, but we've talked about that. It's an ugly word, so I can see why you uh, it stands out to us so much. Maybe it was Kane and Lynch that said it. I, yeah, I don't know. Or any game where there's like an Australian character, because like they just, they just <laughs> drop those like candy. Um, that's true. But anyway, this is this is the best part is that Jackie has realized not only does the darkness essentially make him invincible, but it makes him unkillable. And so after yeah. you have like fully well, regained, well, it makes 
death temporary. He's not unkillable. He's forever killable. <laughs> That's right. So after after you have regained your darkness power by just like uh, taunting the cops enough, you just hit the bomb in the suitcase with your big darkness arm and just blow yourself and everyone else in the church to shit. Like you, it, it's yeah. really, I kind of, I almost wish the game did this more because the idea of using a temporary kamikaze is like a pretty interesting thing you know i wish i wish that you could use it as like a game mechanic of like walk into a room holding a bunch of grenades and be like i'm coming back after this but y'all aren't yeah yeah that would be really fun yeah i guess in the game like you just do actually die and have to restart a checkpoint but mm-hmm. um It'd be cool if you had some, like, Prince of Persia Saints of Time shit or something. Yeah, or, like, in, in the original Prey, you know, death was yeah. kind of, you would, like, go to, like, a spirit realm and then come back. There's, it's an interesting narrative moment. I've been thinking about how this game is, like, at least definitely for the first half about, like, loss of control. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Jackie is a character losing control of, like, his body, his situation, yep. his relationships, like to some extent his his professional status and i think this is the moment where he like starts to try to regain control of his life in a way he never truly gets the end of this game robs him of control again right which i think is kind of interesting but this is a moment where it's fighting back against the idea that like jackie is losing kind of his own autonomy over himself right and if you think about like the first time that he killed himself in the game it was like it, it, it seemed, you know, it's like everything was out of his control. Like, the darkness mm-hmm. made him unable to save Jenny, and so he, in just kind of, like, this absolute moment of grief and desperation, just, like, puts a gun in his mouth. And this, by contrast, is this very... his Like, his plan is, I'm going to go in the church and blow myself up because I know how to, like, control this now, which is a cool, like, difference. It's a narrative... It's an interesting narrative concept that I would wish either this game or, it, honestly, anything would tackle is the idea of being able to use your own death as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, has that come up in anything else? Like, I feel like that could be an interesting place to explore. I feel like it must. I mean, there are games where you can die, kind of, and come back, like the, you know, the Deadpool video game, or or Never Dead, which I've been thinking right. about for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, not, you know, I, I think I think there is definitely still room to kind of, I guess the yeah. idea is just like, how do you make it challenging? You know, like, what's, what's the loop if you can just kill yourself willy-nilly? Maybe near on top, no, you could just self-destruct. Yeah, you could take out your chip. Damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, you blow yourself up. Let's make up. that game. Fund us more on Nebula, and Jacob and me will make that That's game. right. Um, <laughs> It'll be published by Donkey. <laughs> um, so then you're back in World War One. Uh, you're you're back in in mm-hmm. Hell World, um, and there is, I would say, a pretty decent mounted turret section. Oh, I I think this is the. Definitely better than the first time you go through hell, which is fucking boring. Uh-huh. Um, but I, this is maybe the best part of the game in terms of gameplay. Like, I think a lot of the stuff in here is actually pretty fun. Yeah, so... Except for one part we can talk about that I almost watched the game after this part, but I... Um, so, so you get there, you're back in 
that big gun uh, that you were in la- the, the like artillery train cannon thing that we talked yeah. about. Uh, but it doesn't. Well, have- there's a. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, there's a great comedy moment where you smash cut into hell. <laughs> the fucking corpse in the cockpit is still yelling at right. you. <laughs> very fucking funny moment yeah i mean we get we didn't really get any confirmation of like what's jackie doing in the other world while he's in one because we talked about like coming back to the subway and being like wait was he just like in a fugue state like killing people that he thought were zombies in world war (laughs) one in the real world but i don't think so i think he just kind of disappears from one world and shows up in the next but yeah you've Mm. got this this corpse in the the train car is still yelling at you. You don't have any ammo. You got to get some ammo for the big gun. Um, but I I didn't write down too much that happened in this until there is a part where you get in like an old World War One tank that someone else is driving, and you do. I. I don't think tanks are very agile in real life. You essentially feel like you go on like a theme park ride in a four by four. Like you're just like bouncing up and down hills and like flying over cliffs. Dude, you're like drifting around corners, like (laughs) doing hard 180s around (laughs) this. It's fucking nuts. Um, But you have, it's like you have like World War One fighter planes like flying at you and you're able to shoot them down. I couldn't tell you why some turret sections are fun and some aren't like it mm-hmm. it really seems pretty abstract but like i this one was fun it just yeah. it was a good time yeah did you did you notice the or correct me if i'm wrong did did the planes actually do any damage to you i don't know i kind of don't think so <laughs> after like the first two planes i kind of realized you actually don't have to shoot them and you'll be fine and mm-hmm. so i only worried about the ground which were very deadly like the other tanks and the people on the ground but like there'll be like 10 planes flying directly into you and no damage done which is a funny sight which honestly might be accurate to how effective planes were in world war one because i don't think we had really <laughs> figured out plane technology uh, i don't know i think if a plane crashed into you it probably would have been pretty oh well, sure if, if it crashed into you um yeah uh, and then at the end of the section, there's a very silly boss, which is also maybe the game's one boss. boss. Well, there are two, because it's just that thing that's lifting you up while you're in the turret. Right. It's just like a big ogre. I, I'm still not sure what it is, because it kind of positions it as the darkness, but I don't think it is the darkness. Yeah, it just, I mean, it looks like that big troll that they fight in the Mines of Moria in fellowship of the ring like it just it's just like a big guy or like you know el gigante in uh it looks like the uh the silent hill 3 monster with the big tube on its head with the eye i think the mouth at the end you know what i'm talking about oh that's right i forgot it has a weird mouth and then yeah yeah yeah. you shoot it in its weird mouth it's it's like it's so goofy it it, like it's not really clear where you're supposed to shoot it or what does damage to it yeah, well, your so your great grandpa is in the is driving the tank. Yes, and it the tank crashes, and he's like, "Hey, Jackie, you don't look so good. I'm gonna help get you out," and he runs off. But then he's confronted by something, and my takeaway was he was confronting the darkness, mm-hmm. which like the whole time I was fighting this thing, I thought I was fighting the darkness, like the actual creature or being, right? But, 
But then there's a different boss fight against the darkness almost immediately yeah. after. And so this just kind of felt like a a hell creature to me. Like just kind of a a big monster. Well, either way, he kills the shit out of your grandpa. He he really kills your grandpa. Although he also this I thought this was funny. He talks on the ground for like a long time if you stand there. <laughs> it's like after the boss fight, it's like Jackie I've got about two pages worth of dialogue to tell you. <laughs> but then he doesn't even finish it because the ground just crumbles underneath him and he falls mid-sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, right on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move along now, I guess. Did you ever notice if a character's talking to you in this game uh, and you do the normal video game player thing and you walk away because it's not important anymore, they'll comment on it as you're walking away from them? Oh, do they? Yeah, a couple times a character would like start talking and be like, shut the fuck up, Jimmy the Grape. I don't care. And he, I'd hear him calling out after me, being like, that's pretty rude. Like, <laughs> that's very yeah, funny. Right. Very, I do like cool. when games do that. <laughs> yeah. So after after this, there's this... Well, okay, so what's the part that uh, you made you almost quit the game? Oh, it's when you get back to the big turret, mm-hmm. there's the the big shootout in it. And the game positions you, so if you die, or actually the way the level starts is you're in an awkward corner with no cover, dudes surrounding you. Oh, yeah. And they all start firing at the same time. You have no darkness powers, mm-hmm. like, equipped. And I was just dropping right there yep. over and over. And finally, at one point, I killed all of them. And the guy on the second floor, I had not killed, the, I had not been able to, like, eat the heart of or anything, you know, to, like, really put him down or use the darkness gun. But, like... He was dead for like a solid few minutes. So I was like, okay, I think I can climb up and then I'll be fine. And as soon as I got to the top of the ladder, he was back alive again and shot me dead. And I was like, you know what? They don't make them like they used to. They make them better these days. Yeah, there are a lot of real iffy checkpoints in this part too, where it's like, I have to do all that again. Um, It's one of those games where it's like, like, that's not even a hard part. It's just the game has like a shitty layout and checkpoint for a level yeah. you know what i'm saying it's not like a particularly challenging section and that's what makes it so much more annoying. yeah it's, it's like, like this isn't there's no narrative reason that this is hard yeah it's a it's a throwaway moment in a video game that like now i am just stuck on and grinding against mm-hmm. you eventually you get to this boss fight question mark because i don't quite know how it worked mechanically where there's essentially like a dark jackie you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And and you have to it's like you can kind of, you can shoot at him and he summons darklings and then you can shoot the darklings, these little like gremlin assistants that you can also summon. Um and there's this like picture of Jackie behind him. And I thought it was Jenny. Or Jenny, sorry. Yeah. The the names are just too similar and Jackie is kind of a gender neutral name. Um but it's like, I was like, I'm not sure what the metaphor is here. I mean, clearly Jackie is like wrestling to control the darkness, but it's like, what does this quite have to do with Jenny? And I also don't totally understand. Oh, but the main mechanic of the boss fight is you're like unplugging those dudes from chairs, right? Yeah, and then killing yourself in the chairs. Yes, yeah, so there are like a bunch of versions of you that are in these weird medieval torture chairs. Yeah, the the boss's mechanic, though, 
to circle back mm-hmm. to that. It's really weird. I only know how to do it because I have played a lot of this with the IGN walkthrough <laughs> open. Um, you actually just unequip all your guns and walk to the boss, and that's the end of it. Well, that's yeah, that's what I did eventually. It's a strange like. So, like, you actually never have to fire at him once. Like, there's no fight if you don't want it. You just immediately unequip all your shit and then just, like, walk up and the boss hugs you and you're all good. Right. <laughs> like, so, it is. Which I think literally the boss hugs you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, it is this kind of, I mean, it's a very literal embrace the darkness, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, we did it. Um, and I like that, but it's just, like, it goes along with this game having no HUD of just, like, even when I did it, I was like, is this yeah. the thing? that i was yeah. supposed to do it's a cool moment though the, the 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 jackie darkness thing looks really creepy yeah look i mean it looks like how his character is kind of supposed to look instead of whatever weird yeah. version of jackie we got now. uh and then after that uh you're out of hell that's the last time we see hell in this game you're back to the real world go to a big boat what right so you have you have a couple things to do here um they are attacking there's this place you had to go back to the like a headquarters that you had already been in and i don't quite remember why but i just wrote down this one thing because it was very funny i guess which is like we talked about the missions not really being anything in this game or the side missions there's this one place where the gates were locked and there was a guy standing outside of it and he said like hey i forgot something in there if you figure out a way in, can you go get it? And I was like, okay, sure. And then I assumed that I would be able to, like, pull the gate off its hinges with my darkness powers. And instead, I took out that darkness power and just impaled that guy through the chest and, like, threw him at a wall. And was like, okay, I guess I'm not completing that side mission. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, we go here to call in the boat. Oh, that's we right. We gotta use the radio to call the boat. Which uh, it's called the Mother of God or the ship code name Mother of God, which a bunch of like contraband shipments come through, and Paulie is connected to that. He's doing this um, for the Chicago family. The Chicago family's become a real big part in this last part of the game. Yeah. So basically, you figure if you can fuck up Paulie's like mafia business, that will give you a, a more direct line to him you know because they'll stop supporting him or whatever Mm -hmm. so you go you call in the radio uh you go back to your aunt's house that is now being attacked by just like random thugs outside and you have this kind of shootout where like you and butcher and your aunt are all in her house firing at uh at people outside it however crucially you can't use your darkness powers which makes the biggest gunfight in the game extremely annoying yes i wrote i wrote in my notes here um my kingdom for a gun that shoots straight because you like you can't leave the apartment all of the guys are standing outside the windows and you have maybe two guns that can hit something accurately from more than like five meters away (laughs) yeah it's it's not a good moment i i don't like the guns just don't feel good, and then taking away your darkness powers this late in the game arbitrarily don't make any sense. It's a it's a bad fight. Yeah, I it was I guess it was like, oh, I can't show my darkness powers to my family, but since no one else in the game has reacted to them at all, you kind of feel like, well, why would they care? I feel like there was just this thing around this era of games where they were like, you know what 
players don't like guns that shoot in a straight line where you had you had like every assault rifle would have a reticule that was like half the size of the screen and just yeah. bullets would go like anywhere within that and i I don't, I don't quite understand what the, like, gameplay motivation behind that was. Well, and then that slowly turned into The Last of Us reticle, where it's like, you're on a fucking a sea in the perfect storm at all times. It's just, like, drifting across the screen. Right, well, I mean, you could you could trace that all the way back to Resident Evil 4 with, with your, like, oh, shaky-ass yeah, laser yeah, yeah. sight. But it's like, when you get yeah. to The Last of Us, it is, like, it's like a perfect dot in the center of the screen. Mm. And you know that at least when you click, the first bullet is going in that dot. And this is just like, I yeah. have no idea where any of my shots are going to go. <laughs> um, but the the last scene of the game, I do, wait, wait, wait. or the last level. Did you, when you finish this firefight in Aunt Sarah's house, mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy the Grape or Tight Lips Tony, whichever one, he offers you to become the dawn of the family, but you can say yes or no. What'd you choose? Oh, I said yes. I, I also said yes because I believe the darkness too. You just are the dawn. So I was like, I'll make this narratively make sense with the sequel. That's true. I forgot about that because it doesn't factor into the rest of the game whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jackie Estacado, maybe my new favorite character in games. His response is... Yeah, sounds good. I got yeah. some other shit to do though, so I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I got I I do I want to take a moment to touch on um those those monologues that he does uh like when the kind of loading screens of the game are Jackie in this kind of like just a single spotlight on him and he's just talking and a lot of times they are about the narrative, but especially when yeah. you're just like riding back and forth on the subway, they're just kind of ambient. And I started hearing the same one so many times of him just being like, can I tell you what I love about the New York subway? Always <laughs> smells like a combination of piss and people sweating. And it was just like, all right, Jackie, wait, I know you love the, this about the New York subway. <laughs> the one I heard so often was the one where he's talking about taxi drivers. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's like, people think the New York City subway scary. You know what's scary? Going. 90 miles an hour through the Midtown Tunnel in the wrong direction with a taxi driver who don't speak English. That's my really good friend, J Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? How do you talk? How's he your really good friend? You can't even talk to him. It's so funny. It's, I mean, it's like, and and genuinely, I say, like, I really like these. I, I think it's like such oh, a so fun personality touch of the game. And it's another thing where it's just like, it's like, this is really nothing about this game is lazy and just the the fact yeah. that they have so many of these and they're so like striking visually of just this like single spotlight like they feel really theatrical and really i guess kind of comic booky because in comic books you're always hearing the main characters like internal monologues and whatever mm -hmm. um I, they're great like I, i'm making fun of it but i i thought they were really really cool generally god i hope they're in the sequel i don't remember well, we'll mm. see. Um, yep. So after that, uh, you're like, okay, the boat has come in. So I'm going to go and fuck up this boat with the Chicago mob in it or whatever. And then you just do this big old level in like a very complicated boat map. Any thoughts on this? I, I thought this level was fun, actually. I kind of enjoyed it. It's a more cramped level than a lot of the other ones. Like... 
every engagement is like pretty close quarters. It's pretty cool to just like run through there with a black holes and a big shotgun and just go to fucking work. It, it feels like a really like one of the really small Call of Duty maps. You know, like yeah. this is one where you would you would turn on like uh you know infinite lives and just you and your friend kill each other like four hundred times. <laughs> yeah, I also love like genuinely love this like the game will build up the like some big enemy in this case it's the boat captain or at the end of the game your your uncle and like they're never actually treated as anything other than like flesh and bone blood and skin you can walk in here and it's like here's the big showdown with the captain it's like just put a bullet through his eyes he's a normal dude. <laughs> yeah, Drop him yeah, in one hit. and it's the same at the end of the game which we'll get to but it's like there is no boss fight at the end it's just like it's a fucking dude just shoot the guy yeah it's why i think the boss fights in hell in the previous level struck me as so funny because it's like this isn't yeah. a game generally where it's like oh shoot a turret at a giant troll it's just like yeah, yeah your your enemy is like a, an italian guy and then you kill him yeah. with a gun the way that that people die <laughs> as weak and as strong as every other enemy in the game i think that's a cool touch much weaker than you who have yeah god-like powers yeah i wish more games did that with their bosses when where it's just like it's just a dude yeah um and so then you you go you take you take a little skiff to this lighthouse which is the place that your uncle is finally you've reached the end uh, there's like a big mansion on the lighthouse island, uh, which is, you know, whatever. But this is another section where the level itself I don't think is that fun. But like the framing of it is fucking awesome. The level is really cool. It starts in the daytime, though, which makes the first like one minute of it really annoying. It starts in the daytime, but then it doesn't turn into night. There's an eclipse and you can see, like, the moon. I didn't even notice that. Oh, oh, it's so good. Oh, cause, cause, because there's a moment very shortly into this level where you realize it's gradually getting darker. Yes. I didn't even think to, like, look up at the sun. But, yeah, he talks about the eclipse so many times leading up to this. Fuck! Yeah, so you can... <laughs> it's, it is so cool that you're, like, you're walking up the stairs to this lighthouse, and you can look up, and you can see, like, the moon passing in oh. front of the sun, and that's why it's getting darker. And so you are getting stronger, like, as it gets darker. And it is, like... Oh. It, it, it's such... Again, it's so comic booky in like such a fucking cool way of just like this is why jackie's gonna be able to do it because there is an eclipse right now and once he's in the dark nothing can stop him it doesn't make the first minute of this level any less in fear no it's very annoying and you have to shoot guys on like staircases and it's annoying but once you get up there the game starts doing this thing that is it's like there are a couple other games i can think of that do this but i it's so cool which is like Jackie starts like blacking out essentially where yeah. it's like the game you know you you get into this like big courtyard you do some standard fighting and then it's like the game just starts fading in and out and sometimes you are in control and sometimes you're not and you see the darkness just doing nutso things like you know yeah. like like you know spearing guys from from you know like way across the room or 
setting a black hole that tears off, like, the entire wall of the mansion, or there's a part where you just fully impale a helicopter, like, with your tail, and just, like, throw it down, and it's, it, it just looks so awesome, and it is very much selling the idea that, like, Jackie's losing control, you know, it's like the darkness yeah. is so strong now that, like, the guy is not in there anymore. Yeah, it rules. I wish the gameplay even met half of this cutscene because you never actually feel that strong no. in the game. Um, there's there's one scene that I uh, I wrote down specifically because I just thought it was like excellent. Is there's a part after you've you've destroyed most of the mansion and there are like four goons left. And your darklings have them in a corner and are just advancing on them slowly. And it's one of the only times in the game where yeah. you see the guys being like, what the fuck is going on? Where it's like <laughs> these little imps are just like walking towards them, ready to like tear them apart. Uh, it rules. Th that just reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. The whole back half of the game, the darkling stopped working for me. I was never able to use them for the entire back half of the game. Oh my gosh. I would walk up to the little portal and I just no longer had the prompt for them. And it's it's not because you were forgetting to press the like LB to pull up the menu. No. Okay. That sucks. Though I will say Or may or maybe, but I don't know. I was I was summoning them and I could never tell that they were doing anything. It seemed like they would just get oh, yeah. killed immediately. So even but even being able to summon them. The light the the one that knocks the lights out though is like super clutch. Yes. And I missed him. Um yeah, and so then uh then at the end you you walk up the stairs to this lighthouse. Your uncle's in there. He's yelling at you, saying he's going to kill you. You walk in and just uh, shoot him because he's a guy. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, so th describe what happens here. He he falls down, and it seems like he gives you the option to not kill him. I don't know, because I immediately shot him because I wanted the game to end. Mm -hmm. um, but did you, did you play around with that at all? No, and I was honestly a little... I was a little disappointed because he falls down and what I assumed is you were going to get some like crazy darkness kill on him, you know? And oh, so I sure. was like, I like pulled out my, my little like whip tail and I was like, I'm going to impale this guy and throw him off the lighthouse. <laughs> and then instead I just kind of like <laughs> smacked him with it and he died. And I was like, oh, well, I, I guess that's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you see Jenny. Right, so you see, you kill him, and the darkness is kind of like, that's right, you're mine. You know, like, you you killed your uncle because you wanted to, but also, I wanted to take control of you, and now I have. Which, circling back, like, Jackie regains authority of himself very briefly in this game, but, like, this game is very much about a man losing control. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he does the thing with Shrout. Where he knocks the bomb off and you're like, Jackie's finally taking control of his life. And it's like, by the end of this game, you're like, no, the dude's gone. This, it's over for this guy. He is the darkness. Yeah. And and so you, yeah, you kill him. And then there is this scene where you see Jenny and you're sitting on, you're sitting on a park bench. You've got your head in her lap. It's very sweet. It makes me think of mm -hmm. the emo kids that I see at the mall, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and... 
<laughs> what year is it in North Carolina? Bro, they're always going to be emo kids at the mall. That shit's eternal. <laughs> I guess I just don't go to malls <laughs> these days. Um, and, and you have this conversation where um, you... It kind of brings all of the monologues of the game full circle. Because as mm-hmm. we talked about... Yeah. When you're talking in that in the loading screens, you are ostensibly talking to Jenny, which makes it even funnier that he's like, let me tell you what I love about the New York subway. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if those are implied to be to Jenny, but I guess like with since all the others are, yeah. it's like who else would he be yeah, talking those are, to? Those are just his open mic material that he's been working yeah. on. Jackie Estacado's type five for the comedy <laughs> seller. You so you you say you know I'm sorry Jenny and she kind of says it's not your fault and then you say is this real and she's like no you know what this isn't yeah. real like the absolutely yeah. not and and you have to wake up and then the game ends. I love. I love that line. I, I think he says, is this a dream? And she just like, no hesitation goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. That is awesome to be like, no, this is not some good moment for Jackie. Actually, this sucks as much as everything else. Like, I love that Ginny just lays it out like that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, and and it's so, it works so well with kind of like, you know what the darkness can't do is like get you back the one thing that you want. You know, it's yeah. like Jackie is at the height of his powers. He's killed his uncle. He's like, this thing I wanted to do the whole game, I did it. And then you see Jenny, and that feels like a victory because you know that that's what he's wanted the whole time. And she's like, this is fake. You know, you're yeah. you're not, you can't stay here. This doesn't mean anything. And you got to wake up. And then credits. And it's a very cool ending. It's It's great. Yeah. And then you get a song. By the band Tomahawks, led by Mike Patton from Faith No More and Mr. Bungle, and honestly, not a bad song. I wrote, I wrote, uh, Radiohead E, uh, because at least at the beginning, <laughs> and then it gets harder. Yeah. Well, Mike Patton is uh is the voice of the darkness. The darkness, yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah. narratively kind of cool that he sings the last song, as as does yeah. the darkness in the narrative of the game. Here's the thing, Jacob. Bad game. But also good game. Bad game, but also good playing game. it sucks and it's annoying. But like the game itself is very cool. I think this would never happen because this like franchise has no real like uh, nostalgia or whatever. But like you could remake this game and make it really, really good. I think. Um, and we'll see with the darkness too. You know, like. With their second chance at the gameplay, at least, where do they go? Yeah, but I don't think the Darkness Two. I think is a different developer. Well, it's a it's a very different game. But in terms of yeah. like, from what I remember, and I haven't played this game in a while, but it's like the the act of the mechanics of the game feel more like what you want this game to feel like. Yeah. Um, this is something I've got some more to talk about, kind of a bonus stuff. But I took a screenshot of this because uh, in the credits, uh. We talked about in the first part, you can watch all of To Kill a Mockingbird. There are other TVs that have other things on them. I took a screenshot of all of the footage that you can watch on a TV in the game because they list it all. Did you see this? Did you did you watch the credits? No. Okay, uh-huh. I'm just going to start listing them. To Kill a Mockingbird. The Man with the Golden Arm. 
the Street Fighter, okay. Return of the Street Fighter, Sister Street okay. Fighter, The Street Fighter's Last okay. Revenge, His Girl Friday, okay. Nosferatu, Flash Gordon. Oh, shit. Two episodes of Flash Gordon. Uh, about 12 episodes of Popeye. The new, and two episodes of The New Three Stooges. This doesn't include music videos and shit that were also in there. Right. But it's like, there is so much. In, yeah. It's, Holy Jesus. It, it's, like, it's like, that's probably like seven or eight hours of of footage that you could watch on TV. If not more. I think, I feel like it'd be upwards of 12. You named a lot of Yeah, I, I don't know. How, also, these Street Fighters, they have Japanese names. It's like... uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like yeah. Uh, yeah i don't i'm not familiar with that franchise but it definitely you know the most recent ones are the street fighter movies which are from like 1974 but all of the other ones are from like the 40s and the 50s which is just there's just so like i cannot imagine that anyone watched all of the stuff available but it's so cool yeah it's awesome and uh I feel like they kind of went a little wild in the public domain there, aside from the Street Fighter yeah. things. Hey, it's it's out there. Why not use it? Uh, here's, here's a little bonus recommendation. If you want to see what happened to our dear friends at Starbreeze, watch the new Psychonauts documentary. I was thinking about that. Oh, my gosh. It's... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do you want to run, run, run that down just briefly? Because it's, it's well, so funny. I, yeah. I, I don't know the full extent of, like, at some point, I think Starbreeze got into publishing and became more of a publisher than a developer. Um, and they had signed on as the original publisher of Psychonauts 2, was, you know, before the Microsoft buyout of Double Fine. And somewhat at the top, I don't think it's ever specified exactly who in the documentary. You could probably look this up online. Um, was doing a little insider trading and uh, maybe went to a little jail. And I think Starbreeze is still around, but I haven't heard from them in uh, quite a bit and these the, days. I mean, the, um, in the documentary, Tim is like, we don't know who this is, but also we don't know where this guy who visited the studio is right now. And then they like cut yeah. back to him visiting the studio. And it's like that guy. And it's like, maybe he's in jail for insider. Training. So when you're done playing the darkness, if you want to know what happened to the studio, just watch a couple episodes of that. You'll get to learn all kinds of stuff about Starbreeze. But when you're done with the darkness, here is some cool shit. All of those extras oh. in the game. We talked We talked last time about how there are so many. You can pick up little pieces of concept art unlockables and then you call a phone number that's on them. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you reached Tony's Pizza. Thanks for calling. And then it's like concept art unlocked and they have a little gag for every phone number. The things that you can unlock include... Full issues of the Darkness comic, like several full comic books, which are really cool, especially this one that's called the Darkness Zero that takes place in World mm-hmm. War One, And like the the art style in it is really neat. Uh, I'm not much of like a comic book head, but I just like saw those and was like, whoa, this is really cool. Yeah. Uh, it also includes and I have never seen this and I thought it was so neat. It has pages from the game's script. And so you can see, oh. like, you can see, like, the stage directions or, like, like the blocking described yeah. 
in the script, which is just like, what a cool thing to make available. Um, but the coolest thing that I saw is they had this little documentary on the graffiti in the game. Did you notice while mm -hmm. you were playing the, like, just graffiti around mm -hmm. the subway station? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it looks really cool. It's very much not the, like, video game kind of graffiti where someone writes, like, mm -hmm. this place sucks on a wall or whatever. <laughs> Splat! Yeah. yeah. It looks very legitimate. And the reason that it looks legitimate is because they hired, like, Sweden's top graffiti people and they they did this it's like they're all anonymized in this documentary because they're like still active and it would be bad for you people to like know who they are but they had this enormous wall and they painted it completely gray and they let these graffiti artists just go buck wild and draw whatever they want and then they like photo scanned all of that and then they painted the whole wall gray again and then they did it again and so there are like hundreds of pieces of unique graffiti in the game that are all like drawn by real graffiti artists that, that they they then like slapped on the wall of the subway station that's fucking wild it's Holy so shit. cool it really it's like it's one of the most interesting like behind the scenes bits of a game i've seen yeah i didn't check out any of that stuff i'll need to go back and watch it or at least look some of it up on youtube or something i was bummed the comic reader is pretty unwieldy and i was bummed because i yeah. did want to read some of the darkness comic but i did just like flip through it and it certainly you know like the main character looks like jackie so so they you know they really they took okay. that they took that pretty directly from it nice you excited to play darkness 2 i blake i'm really excited to play the darkness 2 uh here's my thoughts mm -hmm. or my predictions for the darkness 2 uh gameplay will be a lot better the story will be a lot dumber that's what i think i mean that's generally my memory of it yes yeah um do you know you told me you watched a review of it so you know like the art style thing yeah yeah it looks like more cell shaded right it looks cell shaded which is just a, a yeah. really kind of interesting decision going from this game which is like for the time about as realistic as you could get to uh to that we'll, we'll talk about that more next week but Be before we close out i have a question in the teaser for this season you sent it to me the other day it was very great i enjoyed watching it but you used the word quad wielding that's right can you explain that to me real quick what is that well i uh, look we'll talk about it more uh next next week but in in the darkness you technically have two arms and two demon arms but you can really only use right. one of those at the same time in the darkness too you have two arms and two demon arms and you're not just using one of those at the same time that's that's what i'll say okay okay <laughs> quad wheel I, I got this i got this game installed on my desktop right now as long as that coffee i spilled on my keyboard didn't break my keyboard <laughs> i might just have to jump into that when i get off this call so that's look that's a wrap on the darkness this has been for me a game that I have I I have been thinking about for so much longer than it would actually have ever taken to play it, and it was just relatively inaccessible. I had to bust out the emulator for this one. But like I I it it just occupies such a strange and interesting place in history to have, 
you know, as you pulled from those reviews, one of the most emotionally charged and intense sequences that I have ever seen in it that basically everyone agreed upon when it came out. And like, when is the last time someone has mentioned this game? It's just... It's just kind it's of true. vanished. It's true. The only person that ever mentions it to me is Diego Arguello, who's obsessed with this game. I don't think he's actually played. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it is a weird artifact in that way where, like, it felt like people, I mean, in retrospect, people were writing about it so hyperbolically. Mm-hmm. But granted, I, I feel like if I played in 07, like, I would have seen why it landed that hard with people. But, like, there seems to be no lasting legacy beyond uh, some weirdo edgy games back in the day yeah and i don't know it feels like the darkness one it is a weirdo edgy game but it's also punching way above its weight class in a lot of ways with like its narrative and its world Mm -hmm. that's like why don't we talk about this game more yeah i feel like it's almost because as much as anything it's because narrative heavy first person shooters are just not that common anymore you know like it's just just that like when you know when when we talk about games that are coming out now we talk about them in relation to games that have released in the past and mm-hmm. other than as we talked about like Wolfenstein we don't get many games that feel like the darkness now and so i i feel like we don't get to reference as much that's like oh this is this is following this influence or this is in the same line because that line of development just doesn't exist that much anymore. You know what might have been its big issue? What's that? Bioshock came out two months after it. Yeah. Narrative, first person game. I mean, 2007 is one of those, like, best year ever in video games. Yeah. And so it's like, you have you have the Bioshock and Call of Duty 4 and the Orange Box and Super Mario Galaxy and Assassin's Creed and it's like, yeah, you also have the darkness, but it's just... Yeah, it's like the darkness may have hit really hard, but it's also like two months later, one of the most important games of the last 20 years came yeah. out. And it's like, unfortunately, the darkness was probably quickly forgotten after Bioshock comes Yeah, out. and then later that year, Manhunt 2 comes out. So, you know, forgotten again. Wow, there we go. What is this? This podcast is basically just like games that came out in 2007. That's right. Didn't Kane and Lich 1 come out in 2007? Oh, probably. Um, anyway, that's been it for the darkness. <laughs> I'm I'm Jacob Geller uh, for Blake Hester. Join us next week when we jump into the darkness two. Bye.